Super Talk Mississippi media production. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us around the Supertalk Network this afternoon. Online at supertalkhattiesburg.com, supertalklaurel.com, wherever you might be tuned in. We're going to talk women's volleyball here in just a couple of minutes, and we've just got a great show lined up for you. Opening segment of the show today. Sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics and, of course, the Eagle Hour, and they cook delicious food seven days a week, a great source for catering, for tailgating, for uh, home parties, for office, for church parties, uh, Dickie's Barbecue. And, Luke Johnson, I know uh, that you know plenty about eating Dickie's Barbecue. It's good. You know, sometimes they even have like a, a secret menu in there. You can uh, order the the loaded fries. I would encourage some of our listeners to do that occasionally. And, uh, man, I love their sausage. That's probably my number one go-to. But Dickie's always good. And if you eat in store, you get the free soft-served ice cream. There you go. All right, big weekend on campus. Obviously football taking place, but also a big uh, women's volleyball tournament uh, on, the sh- on the campus this weekend. Uh, we booked uh, our our volleyball coach, Stephanie Rodesky, last week. have been looking forward to this conversation. And, Coach, welcome back. Always uh, happy to have you on our program. Thank you so much. Um, I'm always excited to be on. All right, we're going to talk about the tournament. We know that's important to your program. But I wanted to, uh, now that we have you back, wanted to kind of get your analysis of uh, the early part of the season, uh, how, you, how you like uh, how your ladies are progressing, maybe what's uh, – What's pleasing you at this point of the year? And as the head coach, what uh, what do you want to improve on? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, we opened up really strong at home uh, for first weekend. Um, started off 4-0. And then we went on the road to Alabama. And we had a really strong weekend. We didn't get the results we wanted at all times. But we were in a really good position um, most of the weekend. And I thought the girls produced extremely well. Um, to finish, uh, went five with Alabama, fell just short, but it was a great match. And then this past weekend was a little disappointing. We went to Jacksonville State. Uh, we didn't get the results that we were looking for, um, but we played uh, great volleyball. We just weren't as efficient as we needed to be. And so really excited about uh, the offensive production that we're capable of and um, really looking to be just a little bit more efficient this weekend um, back at home, which we're really excited about. Is it fair to say that the COVID season uh, interrupted uh, your plan, uh, you know, how you want to progress this program since you've taken over? Did that, did that have a negative effect uh, on what you're trying to build here at Southern Miss? I mean, yeah, it was definitely, obviously, it, um, it definitely interrupted a lot of things um, and a lot of people, and it's been really difficult for everyone to deal with. Um we were lucky last year to be able to train as much as we did, but obviously playing in the spring was not ideal and a quick turnaround for this fall. So um, uh, with the recruiting, um, not being able to bring recruits on campus, that was difficult, um, doing everything virtually, um, going into this fall, 
you know, obviously it wasn't ideal, but um, I think our staff did a great job preparing our program for this season, and um, we're just really excited to keep moving forward. All right, Luke, get in here. Hey, Coach, thanks so much for being on. Yeah, we, we had talked to Coach uh, Moe. Uh, from soccer, and it was just hearing the different perspectives about how you guys, you, you're on a, a schedule, you've always been on a schedule, and really unprecedented. He, he kind of said it was the, the, like what you said, the turnaround, because you, you guys right. finished playing like late March, early April, and then you look up, oh wow, we're back to preseason. Yeah, it, it was super quick. Um, and it's also, it was such a shortened season in the spring, um, just preparing for this fall and for a more, uh, normal schedule um, was a little bit difficult to do, but you know we're just we're excited to play to play anytime and and have a great season. So we're really excited, and I think our players are hoping to have just more normalcy and um, really excited about that. Let's talk about uh, the Southern Miss Classic, and it's it's cool, Coach. This is actually the Classic Two, the second Classic, because of uh, first weekend of the season. You actually uh, hosted uh, three other teams. Now you host three more this weekend. Uh, pretty interesting. Pretty uh, maybe I guess it doesn't happen this much that you get to host that many uh, or two tournaments to host the season in that brand new volleyball facility. Yeah, we're really excited to host um, as many matches as we can because the facility is amazing. Um, really uh, looking to try to get more people involved and excited about the sport. Um, we're keeping matches free this season, hoping to draw more of a crowd and more people to our matches that to just really show them how exciting volleyball is and what a great atmosphere it can be. And so, um, yeah, we're really thankful to be able to host two tournaments this preseason yeah can you can you put in perspective to our listeners because you know the the scale the uh the scale the landscape of volleyball in in mississippi uh a little behind especially in south mississippi but it's really taken off in the last three or four years and high schools up here in jones county uh, you know now able to participate in the postseason but can you just kind of put in perspective for our listeners how impressive that facility is uh, that you get to call your mm-hmm. home yeah, I mean, it's it's extremely impressive. Um, it has everything we need. Um, new, clean, bright, beautiful. Uh, players have swipe access so they can come in and, and use the gym and get some extra reps and feel good about their training. Uh, we have our own weight room, which is outstanding. Um, well, this spring or this fall, our... Uh, golf, women's golf and women's tennis or women's golf. Yeah. Women's golf and women's tennis teams have been able to come and utilize that, which has been outstanding to get more student athletes in this facility. And it's just a really awesome place. Um, there are actually quite a few uh, volleyball only facilities in Hattiesburg. So that's really exciting for Mississippi volleyball. Um, and yeah, Mississippi volleyball is growing so fast, you know, yes, we're behind, but um, so many programs are taking the initiative to just move forward, and um, it's definitely growing quickly. Coach, before we move on to this weekend and, and currently, I want to take you back to uh, 2006. And, uh, okay. That was quite a year for you. Uh, you. You have a team that goes 35-6. and six. You finish as the national runner-up that year. What was the secret sauce that made that such a special season for you? Well, we just had players that were determined, that were fighters. Um, you know, I remember in the regional tournament, uh, we were playing the one seed, and 
they were hosting. We were at their facility, and we were down 0-2, and we just had players that wouldn't fight or that would just keep fighting and not give up and came back and won in five. And, uh, you know, that's what you need at this level. You need players that are convinced that uh, any moment is theirs and um, just not willing to quit. And we had that that year. It was a great team. Well, you were, what, nine nine appearances in the Division Two National Tournament. You had a lot of those kind of teams, I, I'm going to We get. did. We yeah. did. We had a lot of players that um, really just understood the ability to compete and how important it was and how important the little things were, and um, we were very fortunate. So is the sport the same in Division Two, Division One? I? I mean, the, the sport itself is the same. What are the big differences, if there are big differences? Um, you know, I think it's very similar. Um, obviously, there are some differences in resources. Um, there are some differences in recruiting as far as what student-athletes are looking for. Um, and I think those are about the only things. It's a, you know, Division Two volleyball is extremely competitive and really impressive, and there is some, there are some amazing coaches at the Division Two level, just like there are the Division One level. So even the Division Three level, the uh, quality of coaching is so impressive. So I think it's, I think it's very similar. All right, before we go to the break, I think Luke's got something he wants to ask you. And if you can hang on just for a short time, uh, I've got a couple more questions I'd like to throw at you on the other side of the commercial break. Is that good? Yeah, definitely. All right, go ahead, Luke. Coach, I just wanted to know, and, and we should make mention of that. You were uh, that was at the University of North Alabama when you went thirty six and two in two thousand five, and you were there for such a long time. My question is, I mean, is your do you feel good now that Coach Ancar and Coach Hall are on campus? And is there any kind of like secret code from UNA? You guys like flash signals at each other across the parking lot. I mean, it is pretty cool that both of those guys played there. You coached there for so long. Yeah. Yeah, um, I was really excited about both of them um, when they came to Southern Miss. You know, obviously, they were both players when I was a coach there. Uh, my first day on the job at North Alabama, I remember um, our, both Will Hall and I were rec- recognized for um, for what a great quarterback he was, but also for the team that I inherited that had just won a national championship. And so my first day on the job, I met Will Hall, and I'll always remember that, and you know, he is an outstanding um, coach. I'm really excited for Southern Miss football. I'm really excited for what he brings to the table. And um, Coach Ankar, um, just being able to uh, have that history with them and know that they're here and their vision for their program is just really exciting. So it's a great, it's a great time for Southern Miss Athletics, I believe. Well, when we come back, we're going to have to ask Coach if uh, Coach Ankar was the beast he is now. When he was at uh, North Alabama. Oh, you know, you don't have to give an ask. You know the answer to that question. (laughs) We're going to continue our conversation with volleyball coach Stephanie Radecki right after this. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, we're glad you are. This segment of the show is sponsored by our good friends, of course, at Campus Bookmart and campusbookmart.net. They're right across from the Southern Miss campus. And 
you can pick up the latest Southern Miss swag. There are six days a week. You can also shop online at campusbookmart.net. Kelly Sander will be joining us a little later in the program, but right now we're visiting with the head, best, uh, head volleyball coach, Stephanie Radecki. Big tournament this weekend on the campus with Southern Miss, Eastern Kentucky, Lamar, and Chattanooga. We'll be talking uh, more about that in just a moment. But, Coach, I want to look ahead, if you don't mind, uh, to the conference season. Conference USA, some pretty good volleyball teams in it, I know. And uh, so as yeah. you look ahead at the conference, who are the teams to beat and uh, where do you think your biggest challenges will come? Yeah, um, we, there's some great volleyball in this conference. Um, Western Kentucky, Rice, um, our, I think Western Kentucky is ranked 23rd in the country right now. Rice is receiving votes. Uh, very impressive programs year in and year out. Um, Charlotte Marshall, great program. Um, UTEP has had some success in the preseason versus some Power 5 schools. So I think our biggest challenges, obviously, will be we, we play a division schedule, a divisional schedule again this fall like we did in the spring. So our biggest challenge will obviously be at Rice. We also... Um, hosting UTEP, I think that'll be a really key weekend. And I think the most important weekend is going to be um, kicking off at uh, UAB that first weekend. And I think that we need to make a make a stand and show up and play some great volleyball that weekend. Uh, UAB is never easy, are they? No, they never are. No, no that's exactly <laughs> right. All right, so uh, you think Conference USA Volleyball can uh, can go compete nationally, I, I gather what you're saying, that there's some really solid programs and, and am I right that you want that in the you want that in the league yeah. because that makes your program better? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's really actually extremely exciting. You know, our programs, the, all the programs are good, strong, great coaches. Um, the level of play is really impressive, uh, and yeah, that's extremely important for your program. All right, before I let Luke back in, I heard you tell him during the break uh, when you were at North Alabama, you actually had two actual living, breathing lions on the campus. Is that right, Coach? Yes, uh, Leo Leo and Una. And they lived right in the middle of campus in a beautiful habitat. Uh, Everything was donated. um, And it was just really cool to walk across campus and, and go visit with them. Coach Ann Carver, get out there, maybe wrestle one of them. I could kind of see him doing that, I think. (laughs) I don't know. You'll have to ask him. I I, I don't know. <laughs> All right, Luke. I know you want to talk to her a little bit about the tournament. Coach, uh, before we get right to the tournament, let's just kind of uh, talk just for a second about your your ladies this year. Of course, kind of the staple of Southern Miss volleyball last few years. Madison Lawler not uh, you know moving on as she graduates, but this is a this is a really uh, mature group. If my math does right, you've got ten junior redshirt juniors and seniors on this squad and then uh, i think eight underclassmen i mean this is a pretty mature uh, group of, of ladies heading into uh, the uh, the first part of the season yeah uh, definitely we do have um quite a few new players that are in key roles so um that are still a little bit young but we definitely returned a lot from last year and we're really excited about the depth that we have on the roster um so i definitely uh, I think we're playing good volleyball right now, and it, as long as we keep getting better every day, I really feel like this group can achieve a lot. Uh, talk about roster, because we talk about this with football and baseball all the time. How has the transfer portal affected uh, women's sports, but specifically women's volleyball? Um, I think that's very similar as all the other sports. It's you know very um, 
active. There's quite a few student-athletes that transfer this day and age, and the portal just kind of gives everyone an, a, a level playing field as to getting that information as to who's transferring. Um, but there's quite a few, and obviously um, since COVID, it's just going to get even um, more traffic. Sure. Let's look at uh, this weekend. Uh, Lady Eagles open up in the morning, or I'm sorry, Lady Eagles open up, uh, yeah, in, in, uh, with, with the Southern Miss Classic tomorrow. Lamar, Chattanooga, Eastern Kentucky. Uh, what are you most excited about uh, this weekend? What are the challenges uh, your, your ladies face going into a weekend like this? What are you trying to accomplish? And, and how, uh, how, how can fans, what do they need to know about showing up and supporting Lady Eagle Volleyball this weekend? Um, yeah, I think our biggest challenge right now is just bouncing back after uh, last weekend. It was just a little disappointing. So hopefully we come out um, prepared and focused and ready to make a big change from that weekend. But um, tomorrow we play at 12.30 and 7, and Saturday we play at 1. Um, getting into the event should be pretty easy because it's free. So all you've got to do is walk into the front door. Um, on Friday, uh, parking, you just have to be able to maneuver around the parking lots that are blocked off preparing for football. Um, and then Saturday, the best place to park would be the, at Pete Taylor in the baseball lot. Um, most of the other lots are reserved for football. Um, but there's also a parking lot along fourth across from Pete Taylor that's open as well. So there should be no problem finding a place and coming in and watching some great volleyball. Right. And uh, for listeners that are in other parts of the state, even other parts of the country online, uh, the uh, tournament is going to be streamed, I believe, Coach, on CUSA.TV. Am I right about that? Yes, absolutely. Right. Hey, it's a great pleasure having you on the Eagle Hour. We always uh, enjoy our conversations with you, and uh, we wish you, uh, you and your ladies nothing but the best this weekend, Coach. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys having me on. All right. Uh, women's volleyball is alive and well at Southern Miss. Stephanie Radecki. Uh, the head coach and uh, doing a great job. Uh, just steady improvement in her program, Luke, since she got here. Yeah, and, and you look at what she did at North Alabama. I mean, uh, many, many, many winning winning seasons. Several of those were elite. And, uh, you know, they, they improved 9 and 10 this season, which is a great improvement over where they were before. 5 and 5 here, but like some of the, the matches she talked about, they took Bama down to, to the very end. Um, and, and let's know this, Bob. The Lady Eagle volleyball team has already defeated the Lady Trojans of Troy this season. It's already happened. There you go. So they have, uh, they've set, set the tempo. Um, last week, I had a, had a chance to, to knock off Nichols over at Jacksonville State, but take on Eastern Kentucky tomorrow at 1230 and then Lamar, um, t- tomorrow night. I-, I found this really interesting. I was trying to feel, find the absolute, um, specific number on it, but I thought I saw the other day with the name, image, and likeness where college athletes, you know, getting endorsement deals or, or paid whatsoever. I believe, and it's it's kind of it was really I I brow raising to me, but it makes sense. Football, obviously, number one of of all the student athletes in NCAA that are getting you know paid for name, image, and likeness endorsements. Volleyball was like second or third on that list, hmm. and I I think that kind of speaks volumes to how a sport like volleyball it took off in Mississippi. On the coast, it took off uh, in in particularly with Oak Grove right there outside, uh, you know where you are, and different places in the state. Now, Central Mississippi and where we are in Jones County, it started to take off, and I think you know 
that's one of those things where Mississippi is obviously behind in national recognition, but volleyball is a force nationally in, in women's sports. Well, too, and let me tell you that the, the volleyball team, once again, hands down, won the competition of the best-looking athletic team on campus. So that could have, I don't know, Luke, maybe something to do with it. But uh, she is uh, she's done a great job. She's got great young ladies uh, in her program, and – this is an opportunity for people to show some support and introduce themselves to the sport this weekend because it's free. How do you beat free? And uh, it's not going to cost you a dime to get in. We're not going to get into it, Luke Johnson, but she brought that up again about the you know the closed-off parking lots uh, for a game that starts at 1230, and they're closing off a parking lot for a game that starts at 6 o'clock. Uh, you know, maybe that's a discussion for another time, but uh, that's uh, – that, that's an age-old story at Southern Miss, is it not? Well, yeah. I mean, and part of it's just because of the location. I mean, the, the city was built around the university or that part of the city. And so, yeah, parking's limited. People, you know, pay money. Uh, and, and, of course, fund scholarships and, and other stuff for that parking stuff. But, I mean, here's the thing. You're coming in town. Uh, you're, you're rolling into town tomorrow and you're going to set up your RV or you're going to, you know, stay in a hotel so you can be there all day. It, it's a free volleyball match at 7 p.m. tomorrow night. Right. So, so, you know, go get food, go get food and then go watch the Lady Eagles. It's pretty cool because we don't, we don't have that much carryover between sports during football season. Lady Eagles on soccer might be playing, you know, in the afternoon and, and while you're rolling in, um, you may miss that, but you got prime time. Volleyball, Southern Miss tomorrow night at 7 p.m. And you can even catch them, you know, uh, on campus, uh, before you, you know, before you tailgate, right. you'll have plenty of time to, to tailgate and, and get to Eagle Walk. Right. They play Saturday at one o'clock as well. So, uh, yeah, ample opportunity to enjoy some women's volleyball, support, uh, Coach Rudecki and that great group of kids, uh, this weekend if you're in town for the Southern Miss Troy football game. All right, when we come back, we're going to catch up with Kelly Sander, talk a little more about the football game. I'm sure we will discuss the NFL game uh, that's back on tonight and a full weekend slate of uh, college and professional football. Football's back. We're glad to talk about it. We're going to do that more on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Thursday, Luke Johnson, Bob Getty from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Appreciate Coach Stephanie Radecki joining us of Lady Eagle Volleyball. The Southern Miss Classic number two starting tomorrow. And uh, check out the Lady Eagles tomorrow at 1230 and at 7 p.m. as they host Lamar Chattanooga and Eastern Kentucky. Third segment brought to you by 4th Street. 
You know what tomorrow is. It's fried catfish Friday. Two thumbs up from Bob Getty. And mm. uh, we've eaten it before, and it is extremely good. Uh, it's only eight ninety five, and it comes with a drink. Four Street, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Kelly John Sander joins us on the phone. And, uh, Kelly, if, if you weren't going to get fried catfish tomorrow at Four Street, what's another dish you might recommend to our listeners to get? We're at Four Street. Yes. You know, you can't you can't you can't go wrong with anything at, at Fourth Street. The, and and big boys like me, you get really nice sized portions as well. Husky, husky boys like you. Oh yeah, yeah, husky, thick, fluffy. You know. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> let, let me give both of you boys some good news that I don't think you know about. Next Friday, the Eagle Hour is going to broadcast from Fourth Street Bar and Grill on Catfish Friday. Do you need somebody Amen. to cover that, Bob? I figured I won't have any problem finding finding <laughs> yeah. guys to cover that. I don't think there'll be any issue whatsoever. I, I will. I will volunteer. We're for looking that. forward to that, and we'll be at Ramey Motors in Purvis tomorrow with uh, with what is it, Kelly? The the greatest uh, high school baseball player in the history of Purvis. Just ask him. <laughs> and, and, and the best the best junior high baseball player in the history of Purvis. But Bob, it's going to be good because man, how cool is it tomorrow? Going to be able to talk about that brand new uh, football stadium in Columbia. Yeah, we're excited about that. We just booked that today. We're going to have the superintendent of the Columbia school system uh, on the show tomorrow. And if you haven't seen that football stadium in Columbia, hey, Kelly, you you first brought this to my attention, and I saw it Monday. It is absolutely gorgeous. It is probably the prettiest high school football stadium in the state, and uh, this gentleman just did a did a heck of a job getting that ball rolling, and uh, and uh, they dedicated it and, and really honor Walter Payton. The National Football League put a lot of money into the complex, and uh, Kelly, I know you're personal friends with the coach down there, but what a facility they have uh, for those kids in Columbia now. Yeah, and, and Walter Payton's family, members of his family, were there last Friday night as they dedicated it. And I get the uh, the honor of being the public address announcer there for Columbia High. Um, so, and they're, and they're playing their their arch rival from West Marion. So Marion County bragging rights on the line tomorrow night. And it won't be as sloppy as it normally would be because of the turf. It's beautiful, they, isn't it? Yeah, that they have. So, uh, so that's that's something certainly that Good. Columbia is is to be proud of. Of course. Right. This Thursday, this is Thursday, which means it's junior college uh, football night as the MACCC kicks off across the state tonight. Undefeated Jones will travel to East Central. Jones looking to stay undefeated. Hines will travel to Northeast. Cahoma is at Itawamba. Northwest is traveling to Holmes tonight. The Southwest Bears travel to Colin to take on the Wolfpack. East Mississippi plays at Mississippi Delta. And South Division rivals Pearl River and Gulf Coast will play down in Perkinston. And of the fields that mo- I think most of them are turf now, and it's a good thing because even though the sun is out, at least in the Hattiesburg area here, and it might be just temporarily, but they've taken so much rain uh, during the week, it would have been sloppy. So, uh, but the MACCC business as usual tonight. Thursday night kickoffs across the state as another football weekend gets underway. You did mention Holmes, right? Holmes Junior College. Never forget the mighty Bulldogs, Kelly. Yes, Northwest is is playing at Holmes. Okay, just want to make sure you don't don't leave my guys out. No, no, the the Holmes Bulldogs always are a force to be reckoned with there in Goodman, especially, (laughs) and that's where 
they got their work cut out for them tonight, taking on the nationally ranked Northwest Rangers. But yeah. nonetheless, you know, Holmes will be uh, ready ready to defend the dog pound up there. No kidding. No kidding. So foot college, uh, junior college football is as good as ever, Kelly Center in Mississippi. Yes, it is. And I think it's, I think people are understanding that it's a, uh, that it's a real option, you know, for players, including a lot of the division one schools who establish relationships with these junior college coaches. And, and I know Jones uh, in Ellisville has always had good relationships with, with some of the D one schools in Florida who send their, their kids to Jones, you know, Florida State and Florida, and those programs have been pretty good over the years. Yeah, not and, bad. Uh, What's and when you look when you look at, at the list of NFL players that have come through the junior college ranks, not just the junior college ranks, but the Mississippi junior college ranks, you're going to see some Super Bowl ranks, right. you know, from a lot of those different teams. Right. Jones uh, will be at Indicator tonight. Mark Easley and I will be on the call. That's on Super Talk Laurel tonight. Uh, it's a six thirty kick, and so uh, Kiffin Show will will uh, carry over. So we'll pick you up at seven on supertalklaurel.com and and a ninety nine point three. But Jones pretty interesting. So two years ago they had a guy named Ladamian Webb, phenomenal running back. He goes to Florida State last year, starts three games for the Seminoles, is really good for them, and just didn't like Tallahassee. No no issues academic or anything. So he's back. In Ellisville this year. First uh, week he rushed for like 190 last week against Northwest as they upset the number two ranked Rangers. He rushed for a buck 60 and uh, through two games he's like at 350 yards. But a starting running back that was at Florida State last week, he's in Ellisville this week. And of course, Southern Miss has got some commits uh, with Jordan Mahaffey, a couple of other guys uh, throughout that defense. And so, yeah, Kelly, I mean, uh, people, Gold Neal fans need to keep watch of, of Juco teams because they can go, you know, watch a potential Southern Miss recruiter or Southern Miss commit in their community. And, and if you, if you don't like, really good football, then you've got the Washington football team playing the New York Giants tonight. <laughs> if you like really mm, bad football, Lord, <laughs> Mediocre you, you, football. Could, you could not have a worse matchup between these two tonight, could you? I, I heard one of the Washington fans say it's a good thing that they don't really have an official name for their team. Because, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it would have to be written down somewhere and it can just... Uh, but, you know, the New York Giants uh, kind of stuff their toes collectively last weekend too so a riveting mm-hmm. nfc east matchup well, tonight let me put it in perspective just how bad uh, the washington franchise is the giants have beaten them five straight games kelly but but you know when when you talk about lousy franchises washington's name never seems to come up it's always the jets the Lions, the Bengals, you know, the Jaguars. Well, it damn sure should come up. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that. <laughs> well, maybe if they continue this streak that they're on. My hey, advice, also, watch a good B yeah. movie tonight. Hey, also, you guys, yeah. uh, not not having to do with football, but baseball, Ole Miss apparently has released its baseball schedule uh, for next year. And really? on the schedule is a midweek game with Southern Miss in Hattiesburg. Really? They've and already released the schedule. That's unusual. For, for Ole Miss baseball, and they will play one other time uh, at Trustmark Park in yeah. Jackson. Right. So. All right. Don't mean to interrupt you, but we almost forgot about something. We need to do the trivia question, Luke Johnson. We want to give away two more tickets and two more T-shirts. And before we do that, also, our winner yesterday, Mr. Tracy Williams of Petal or Laurel, Please call me after the show is over. We got we got the number mixed up somehow. We were unable to reach you yesterday. So if you're listening, Tracy Williams, 
Please give us a call here at the station uh, when the show's over where we can make sure we get your stuff to you. All right, go ahead, Luke. We'll ask it in, in just a moment. just wanted to put out the, the number, different number today, okay? So different number today, 601-580-2256. 601-580-2256. Now, that's Kelly's agent, okay? So uh, just putting that, that disclaimer out there. 601-580-2256. And uh, so I may have to get off here in just a second, Bob, if, if it, right. the calls start blowing up. 601 580 2256, here is today's trivia question. This date in history, on this day in history, September 16th, 2000, Southern Miss beat the number 13th ranked Alabama Crimson Tide 21 to nothing. Raymond Walls had a pick six. Joe Henley returned a fumble on a kickoff. And what Southern Miss quarterback threw a touchdown pass along with 159 yards that day. Southern Miss beat Alabama on this date 21 to nothing. Who was the Golden Eagle quarterback? 601-580-2256. And, and what is your agent's name, Kelly? I, I was a pretty pretty shady character, as I best remember. Well, he's, he's one of the guys from the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. <laughs> yes, <laughs> He's a founding partner, as, as I recall, uh, when I met him. Yeah. He told me that yeah, night. He, yeah, he does well financially. You know, right, I, right. I, I, Stiffed me for the dinner, as I recall, and uh, you were right out the door with him. Uh, yeah, I, I, ne- I, I never that knew well. that, do- that dog grooming was tax deductible. I just, I just <laughs> you didn't know I that, huh? Did not know that. And no. Louis glad to hear that, isn't he? Yeah, he's over here t- <laughs> taking a snooze right now. Yeah, getting All right. himself ready for the big Washington Giants game tonight. <laughs> They'd probably be better snooze later tonight <laughs> after they kick it off. All right, call that number Luke gave you. We're happy to give Let away. Let me hit it. Go ahead, Luke. Let me hit it one more time. September 16th, 2000, Southern Miss beat Alabama 21 to nothing. Who was the Golden Eagle quarterback that led the Eagles to a victory over the Crimson Tide? 601-580-2256. All right, we'll be back. Eagle Hour continues right after this. segment on this Thursday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. DBATHattiesburg.com. Good friend Catherine Maloney and all the friendly staff at DBAT and D1 can get you into the best shape of your life and help with uh, instruction. Great place to take your kids. DBAT, D1 Training. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Appreciate everybody's response uh, on the uh, trivia question. Had a lot of right answers. Kelly, not the right answer. You may have caught that, and we were coming back on air. No, Kelly, the answer is not touchdown Tommy Waters. It was 2000, not 1992 when when Tommy Waters was the quarterback, or 1991 or whenever it was, Kelly. Well, yeah, I'm on top of it. You know that. 
you get your when you've lived what ten decades on planet Earth, they all kind of get fuzzy to you. So yeah, right. I, I, I understand. Damn, how about six? Go ahead. Congratulations to Brantley Doman from Macomb, Mississippi. Brantley, wow. our trivia question winner today. Guys, what a great day it was, September 16th, 2000. Southern Miss uh, rolls into, I think they played that game at, at Legion Field, and uh, Raymond Walls with a pick six. The, the ensuing kickoff, my former teammate Joe Henley picks up a, a fumble, returns it into the end zone, and Jeff Kelly of Deer Park, Alabama, right outside Citronelle, uh, gets revenge on the Tide, 159 yards, including a touchdown, and the Eagles shut out Alabama 21 to nothing. Bob, the Tide fans left the building early in the fourth quarter. I watched that game. I was there. It was, it was a glorious night. There's no question about that. And I'm predicting the same thing next weekend. Get it. Oh. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> the signal's breaking up. <laughs> I think I heard. I think I heard Bob saying he's respecting the same thing. Uh, that was a joke, by the way. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, and Jeff Kelly was a great quarterback in his own right, but you, you know, against Alabama, you'd have to go back a, a long time before you have a better game uh, played than Bubber Phillips did back in the day. Who? So, so the, the in the nineteen ninety game. No, I'm, I'm going forward another one. I, okay. I get that. I, I don't. I don't remember that. You can tell me about that. But Favre, what was it? It was twenty, twenty days, twenty two days from the car wreck when when Stump kicked the field goal and Favre led them to victory in, in Tuscaloosa. Right. That's right. Yep. It was it was an amazing story. You probably remember that, Kelly. I think you were doing sports back then, were you not? Favre had the surgery and then comes back and beats Alabama. I think it was right about that time that people were beginning to learn about how tough this guy was. Mm-hmm. You know, really. really. Um, and and, and more things to come. When, you know, you, in that type of situation, you go on and, and do exactly, you know, what he did. And then when he lost his in his pro career, you know, when he lost his dad and then played the way that he did, you know, very shortly after that, um, he was just... That's just an amazing, amazing athlete that doesn't come along, you know, uh, very, you know, very often. Right. So, Tell me about Bubba Phillips. Bubba Phillips, man, was a was a great running back and also a great baseball uh, player too at um, then Mississippi Southern uh, back in the forties. Uh, you, I'm telling you, if you didn't get to see him play, you were missing something. Um, I've seen his name in the Eagle Walk. I'm just, you know, uh, unaware of, of the performance against Bama. Well, he was a native of West Point and, uh, and actually died in 1993, um, actually, you know, in Hattiesburg. But actually, like I said, a great football player, but also went on to play uh, baseball in, in the big leagues and actually uh, started with the Detroit Tigers in uh, 1955 and then retired in 1964. But he was... Quite a football player for Southern Miss, Mississippi Southern back then. There you go. The Southerners. Right? So you get a little history lesson here today yeah. as well. The Mississippi Southern Southerners, I believe, is uh, is what it was called. So, Brantley Doman, you say, is the winner, Luke, from Macomb. 
Brantley Doman. Yeah, and uh, I told him we'd be contacting him uh, after the show. And uh, again, Bob, pretty pretty sweet prize Brantley has won today. Right. Also, another reminder to Tracy Williams, if he's listening to the show again today, just call me here in the Hattiesburg studio uh, after the show, and I'll make sure that I get your uh, stuff for you. I don't want to. I don't want to give away something and then not provide it. But that's a that's a mistake on our part. All right. So the show's going to be back on the road tomorrow. We're going to be down at Ramey Motors in Purvis, and uh, that's going to be Luke and uh, Michael Mergens. We're going to be talking about that magnificent new stadium uh, dedicated last Saturday or Friday night in Macomb. And real quickly, Kelly, about twenty seconds left. Eddie Payton and, and all of Walter Payton's family, I understand, uh, or many of them were there for that ceremony. They were, they were, and of course, you know, Eddie Payton coached, uh, you know, collegiately as well. But Walter will be missed, but remembered because now that that statue that's right there at the stadium. Now, so let me ask you both real quick: greatest NFL football player ever? I think so, Luke. Just when you take it all into consideration, I mean, he's up there, absolutely. I mean, top three for me, and and uh, what I loved about Walter Payton. Regular Nintendo as a kid. I could play with him on Tecmo Bowl from Columbia, <laughs> Mississippi. Sweetness. All right. That wraps up the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Stephanie Redecki for joining us. Fun conversation with her. We'll be on the road tomorrow. Hope you'll join us. Got some great stuff about the uh, new stadium down in Columbia. And, of course, we'll do our picks and preview the game with South Alabama. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.